Welcome to the Weekly Roar. I'm Grant Bruner. This is episode 790... Oh, I'm sorry, 769. Rob, unfortunately, could not be with us today, but you have Laughlin. How are you doing, Laughlin? I've been better, but fine. Thank you. Oh, right. I, this is why we don't ask. Shit. What animal are you thinking of? Cats? Yeah, it's hard not to think about cats when you have one in your face. I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna go, uh, Corvids in general oh. when I was on, um, when I went to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there were, I, I don't know if they were crows or ravens. Uh, some, some Corvid is the important part. Big and they were massive. One. Big one. Big um, honk, big fuck off, big fuck off Corvid. And ravens. Probably. I know that there are some bigger right, crow. But point being, it's a it's a corvid, big old big old blackbird, uh, and they are huge. And they were by the. Um, I went to the the Western Rim, uh, which is on uh, Wallapai land, um, a Native American uh, owned uh, like reservation, um, and they have like kind of like, hey, here are some tables you can have lunch by, um, and. The, the the corvids know what's up <laughs> the, cor- the corvids are there because they know that's where the fucking food is and um th- probably the biggest corvids i've ever seen in my life they're they're very large yeah then that must have been raven then they're very yeah. big i was when i first saw a uh, raven like um in real life and not on pictures you know mm-hmm. i was pictures really don't really give you the scale they're huge <laughs> massive birds and also very very big and also that that uh <laughs> that also works for the Grand Canyon. Um, I I went. Um, it is like probably it was probably my favorite part of like a two week vacation that I went on. And for like, it's basically like my um, long delayed honeymoon. <laughs> like we were we were theoretically supposed to go in 2020, but you know a pandemic happened. <laughs> um, and thankfully, like we were able to to go this this year we would take two full weeks um and uh we were pretty good about wearing masks kind of like everywhere we go like especially on fucking planes it it, like listen i people can make their own fucking decisions but it is wild to me that like nobody is wearing a mask on a plane where planes are like the biggest fucking like germ factory you could imagine it's so weird that nobody wants to wear a mask on a plane yeah those the things are pretty much gone here. Yeah. I am not complaining uh, because I didn't take one for all, over half a year, but soon. Uh, hmm. But I would expect mass would still be a good idea. They, I would recommend it. And we, did, hey, listen, we didn't get sick. We went two whole weeks going like everywhere, very po- like very populated areas, and we didn't get sick because we were pretty careful. So um, it's it, hey, wearing masks is a is a good idea when you're going to be in a when a like listen when you're outside it's it's probably fine, but when you're compacted in with people, it's probably it's probably a good idea. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's probably a good idea to wear a mask. Um, yeah, but we, we we went and uh, the the uh, the Grand Canyon is. Um, I think I think worth seeing for just about everybody who who has the ability to see it um, is worth seeing in person. Um, I you know like I took a bunch of photos and they're they're very good photos. Like I look at them and I'm like that's a great photo. I'm so glad that I took that. But um, it doesn't it does not convey the the experience of of seeing it in person. Just um, how much depth there is and how, like <laughs> like you'll just you'll just see um, like layer after layer after layer until like you literally can't see any further because of like the curve of the earth <laughs> and you just see like layers of wall of like the the canyon wall um, it's just it's just wild 
and yeah, I, I know there's so so many amazing things in over the world uh, in nature that just just yeah, the, you, you can't capture in a in a it. in a video or a, a a photo like you can take good photos, you can take good videos, <laughs> but it's just not never going to convey the same um, experience. Um, so if if you have the ability to, and like obviously lots of people don't, but if you do have the opportunity to do it, um, I would recommend it. It's very very beautiful. Um, we flew out to Vegas and um, we stayed for Ve- in Vegas for a week. Um, we ended up taking like a bus out, um, like a, a tour bus out to the Grand Canyon. Um, kind of, basically, the, the tour bus, all, all it was was basically like, hey, we're going to get on the bus. They're going to drive for two hours to the, to the Grand Canyon. And then we're going to like fuck off and not be part of the tour and do our own thing and then come back and they'll take us back home. And so that worked out pretty well. Um, we weren't super fond of the tour guide, but, um, it, uh, it, it worked, ended up working out pretty well. So, cause, um, it, it was a very easy to get around. Like, uh, once you're, once you have like paid admission to go to Grand Canyon West, they have like basically like inter park. Uh, busing so it's like hey here's one uh like viewpoint here's a bus you take to the next point uh and then whatever you go back to the main entrance things like that so uh guano point eagle eagle point um very very beautiful would highly recommend it um in vegas we you know we spent a lot of time we we stayed uh slightly off the the strip we stayed uh like basically like a block away um but because it was it was further off the strip it was cheaper and um quieter uh, not not as big and audacious, but it was also very walkable. Like I could walk to the strip very very easily in probably like I don't know seven minutes something like that. So it's not it was not um it was kind of like the perfect thing for 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 what we wanted. So that very very good. Um, we were very close to the giant orb <laughs> that they recently built in Las Vegas. That was weird. Yeah, it's a giant, just a big old fucking orb that just projects whatever image they want on it. And, um, you can kind of see it like all over Las Vegas, but we were, we were very, very close to it. Um, that was neat. And then we, you know, obviously like there's, there's plenty to do on the strip, plenty of places to eat, um, plenty of like stores. Like there's a, a Hershey's store. There's a, um, a Coca Cola store. There's like a, a, a all candy store, things like that. And we, you know, we walked around and did all those and, and went to, there's a thousand like resort, you know, hotel, casino things, and you know, like the flamingo has a flamingo habitat. So we went and looked at that. Oh, um, things like that. Beautiful, but they spend their time in in very very stinky waters. Thankfully, this was okay. This was not. This was not too stinky. Okay. Um, in the wild, <laughs> no, stay away. Yeah. Um, but then we also we went to a bunch of museums. We went to the erotic history museum. Cool, um, cool, cool, cool. Did you see the death ray hotel? We I, we did not. I mean, I'm pretty Death sure we did because it's hard to miss. But is the the Luxor? No, Vidara. No, I, I mean I, that doesn't ring that doesn't ring a bell. It's a it's a big pack of hotel that is curved. Mm. It has I think it's a complex of two curved like buildings. Uh, oh, the like the Win and the and the Encore. I think so. It's like because it was it was built by Rafael Vignoli, uh, who also built the Walkie Scorchy mm. or the Fry Scraper in. London. Uh, <laughs> he tried to build a endeavor. Seriously, the, the the hotel is curved that it's uh, basically 
reflects and focuses sunlight onto the pool deck. Oh, and no. And melts shit. Oh, no. And you don't want that. And the thing happened with the walkie scorcher in London. <laughs> because he, don't. the architect is like, oh, I did not realize they have so many sunny days in London. Yeah, <laughs> well, they definitely have sunny days in fucking Las Vegas. Um, that's fucking, it, like, thankfully, thankfully, we, so the week before we went, there was a, um, a heat wave. So it was very, very, it was very, very dangerous. Um, thankfully, we, um, the week we went, it was more reasonable. Like, it was still very hot. Uh, much hotter than it is in Delaware, but um, thankfully it was not as bad as it, as it could have been. Uh, we ended up going to um, at the Mirage. There is a, um, a it's called Love. It is a Cirque du Soleil performance that is based all based around the Beatles. Um, we did that, and that was uh, fantastic. It's it's like um, Cirque du Soleil is is like um, circus performances, but it was like if it was like directed by Michael Bay because it's like every single thing is happening all at once in every part of the stage. Stage and you're you're like where do my eyes go and they're like it's everywhere <coughs> there isn't one place for your eyes to look you have to look everywhere all at once um which is a bit intense um that was good oh i also forgot to mention that on the way back from the grand canyon we stopped at the hoover dam um which obviously is like looks very cool but it is also deeply depressing because you can see like you can visualize where the water used to be and now where the water is showing that like oh because of of climate change because of like where the like the water cycle and the where the water would run off uh from the the rockies um down into the colorado river and then fill up um and then they would be able to use it to uh one filter the water and then use it and then two um it would allow for power generation from the dam um you just see the like oh wow you can you can it is a it is a perfect visualization of <laughs> climate change is like slowly strangling the southwest of the united states of like oh these people li- like they literally don't have enough water to live and they've already yes. like climate change is also LA yeah well there's lots of things <laughs> but it's like um the water wars have already begun like literally they're like they're the states in the southwest are already fighting over the water supply because it's so limited there and like I'm <laughs> very thankful that's not like a particular problem where I live but like oof um, also, hey, maybe don't build giant civilizations in the desert is my pro tip. Going forward, maybe don't build a giant, giant city in the Mojave de- Desert. But, but, but maybe, maybe think about it next time. Don't do that. Um, tar- I've been tar- tar- about this lately. It was depressing as shit. Yeah. Um, we went to the Atomic Museum because, like, obviously, like, Nevada has, is a huge part of, like, the test, nuclear testing, uh, in the, in the United States. And part of it is, like, interesting and, like, educational and, and worthwhile. And then, like, I dis, I, I, like, a disheartening amount of it is kind of, like, propagandistic about, like, and here's why it was a good idea for us to develop nukes. And it's like, I don't, I don't know about all of that. Um, which is a little bit, a little bit concerning, but, like, there, there were parts of it that were interesting. Um, we also went to the Burlesque Hall of Fame, which was worth seeing. Um, I would recommend that. It's a very, small museum but it is worth seeing um overall i would say i would say that um las vegas was a great time i wouldn't i probably wouldn't want to go back immediately like i uh, anytime soon but like you know give it a decade and um it was definitely it was definitely worth going and seeing um then we went to la for a week 
we we um we took a bus at, for four hours to go from uh Vegas to LA and that was a trying time it was a, not not a, not exactly a comfortable experience um, also i uh my wife and i were i think Everyone except one other person on the bus only spoke Spanish. So it was, it was difficult to communicate. Um, and we went, we went to LA. We, we did a bunch of stuff the kind of like the first day we were there. Um, we went to the botanical gardens around Manhattan Beach and then we went to Manhattan Beach proper. Uh, it was kind of like, so, uh, my wife had never seen the Pacific at all and I had only ever seen it. I like, I've driven past it when I was in LA, but I had never like been in it. So we spent some time at the beach and re- kind of like relaxing a, a chill, relatively chill day um and then we did a day where we did we went to the La Brea tar pits saw a bunch a bunch of fossils uh and kind of like in the middle of of kind of like smack dab in the middle of la um we did something called the museum of love which is less a museum of love and more of like <laughs> the building full of full of buzzfeed quizzes of love um <laughs> Um, it was, it was, you know, it was cute, but I don't, I don't know. It's also like depressing because the very, very start of the, of the, of the experience, you go in and the person up front takes your, um, like, Hey, how did you meet? How long have you been together? Blah, blah, blah. And put like writes it down on a little like um uh paper heart, and then you like thumbtack it to the wall filled with other hearts with people's stories. And we looked around, and I'm pretty sure we were the we were <laughs> we were the longest people. We were the the people in the longest relationship. We couldn't find anybody in a relationship as long as we were. Uh, hilarious, hilariously, one of the people wrote that they took their first date to the Museum of Love, which I would not recommend someone do. Oh my god! Don't don't do that. Maybe go to the movies or t- have some dinner or something. Uh, don't know, don't though. go. I imagine that museum is actually cheaper than there in the Ugh. Um. Woof. Um, then we, we went around, um, I spent a lot of time, uh, about a decade ago, a little, a little bit older than a decade, uh, longer than a decade, uh, around West Hollywood. Um, so we went and we, we went to my former stomping ground, kind of like around West Hollywood, uh, Sunset, the Sunset Strip and, uh, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard and kind of like butting right up against, um, Beverly Hills. So we went and we looked and I showed, I kind of showed my wife all of the locations that we, that I would like be around while I was there. Like, hey, here's the Viper Room. Here's Whiskey A Go. All these like important, like historical things that like, hey, this is where, um, this is where River Phoenix died. Um, okay. et cetera, et cetera in West Hollywood. Um, and then we, we went to the, the Hollywood proper. Uh, we saw, um, the, <laughs> We went, they saw the Museum of Medieval Torture, which is interesting. Um, here's the thing that I, that it, it does right, which is that so it has a bunch of the torture devices, like a, a buttload of torture devices, and it has like mannequins and stuff in there. But it is the 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 violence that is depicted is is slightly cartoony, and I think that's for the best because if they went for for like realism, like as realistic as possible, I think it would probably be too grim, too gross of a museum and so it's a little it's like a little teeny tiny bit wacky and i think that takes the edge off and that's for the best um 
and then we that was uh in LA proper and then also we all we saw the Grauman Chinese Theater which is like you know like where like Star Wars like premiered it's, it's like a historically important thing or like we saw the Roosevelt Hotel <clears throat> the Roosevelt Hotel and that's where the first um Academy Awards was held um things like that and that was that was cool and worthwhile and I'm 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 glad we were able to do that um and then we <laughs> So we did one day of whale watching, uh, in Long Beach, which is, which is kind of like south of LA. And my wife really, 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 really wanted to see a blue whale. And they, they are in the area at the moment. Um, she really wanted to see it. We went on a two hour tour. We saw dolphins. We got some good photos of dolphins. Mm. She doesn't really, she doesn't really like dolphins all that much. Neither uh, do I. Oh, great, great. Finally, someone uh, understands. Yeah. Um, and she was like pretty bummed out. So I'm like, if you really want to go, we can go again tomorrow. Um, so we ended up going again to the whale watching. We saw more dolphins. We saw, so before we had just seen the common dolphin. This time we saw the common dolphin and the bottlenose dolphin, but we unfortunately did not get to see, um, a blue whale, which was, um, disappointing to my wife in particular. Um, we went to the Griffith Observatory, which is up in the Hollywood Hills. Um, and it is a, it's a free experience. Um, it's a great place to see the Hollywood sign, but it's also like a, a big proper, like, observatory. Uh, if you go at night, you can actually, like, look through the telescope and see the night sky, but it also has, like, a planetarium there. And we went, we went and, and saw the planetarium and that was, um, very entertaining. Saw a show at the planetarium and I enjoyed that, uh, wholeheartedly. It is a little bit of a hike to get to. Um, it's a little bit of a, like, a trek, um, because it's, you know, it's up in the Hollywood Hills, but, uh, it is worth going to if you're in the LA area. Um, I would definitely do that. We no went road? to a say again. No road, just hike. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I meant I, I meant that like metaphorically, not a literal hike. Um, it's like it's a bit, a bit of a like a, it's a long trip because yeah. there's only like one road going in, and you kind of have to like wind up the hill. You have to like like a winding road up the hill. Not a li- not a literal hike though. Oh, okay. Um, the we went to a cat lounge, which is like a cat cafe, except they don't sell um <laughs> coffee. Um, I saw a bunch of cats at the at the cat lounge. Um, they they also like the cat lounge is <clears throat> the cat lounge you like you pay like 15 bucks to spend like i don't know 45 minutes um playing with with like 50 cats or whatever um but then also it's attached to a like an adoption uh chunk so like if you play with the cats and you want to adopt out a cat you can do that all that in the one building uh we did not adopt a cat <laughs> uh but we did play with cats for like 45 50 minutes um and then we also saw the aquarium of the pacific which was down in long beach Right around where we had the whale watching tour. Um, and that was, that was, um, good. They had plenty of, of like sea lions and, and seals. Um, they had, I, I was able to get a lot of good pictures there. The, the aquarium of the Pacific was nice. And then, uh, we, where, where we were staying is actually, um, it's a tiny city that's kind of like, um, in, <laughs> surrounded by Los Angeles, like proper. And that's called, um, uh, El Segundo. And in El Segundo, they have, there is a very small kind of like, um, like, uh, community art museum, uh, called, um, the Experimental, Experimentally Structured Museum of Art, or ESMOA, 
which kind of also simultaneously stands for El Segundo Museum of Art. Um, and that has like moderate art, especially from people in the area. Uh, we saw that and that's free. Like you just walk in and it's, it's, it's a free little museum. And it was very, very good. Um, I would recommend if you're in the El Segundo area, um, kind of like by the beach, it is worth stopping in by and seeing. Uh, it was, a, it was a fun time. I'm very glad I, it's the first time I've ever done, had a, like a two week vacation. It was well worth doing and I'm, I'm very happy we were able to do it. That was great. Uh, what was the last time you took a, a two-week vacation? I only take two weeks vacation, sometimes more. Well, aren't you European and lucky? <laughs> yes, both. <laughs> uh, uh, last time I was, uh, that was in uh, January when I went to my uh, sea captain license. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am taking another two weeks uh, in 22 days. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I'll be putting that sea captain license to good use. I'll be sailing around Italian uh, and more specifically Sicilian um, coast and watching volcanoes. That's nice. Yes, it is. Um, volcanoes are cool. <laughs> it it was weird because there was like uh we were on the strip and we had just taken up some groceries. Uh, my wife wasn't feeling good, mm. and we were trying to get to where the Uber pickup was, or wasn't it was Lyft, uh, but whatever the, the 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 our car pickup was, um like carrying groceries, and then but also simultaneously there was like a um I think I think it's the Bellagio across the street if if I remember correct it was the Bellagio hotel I that I I could be wrong, um. There was like a like a fake um a volcano eruption. <laughs> like all while we're like stressing out, she doesn't feel good. We're care. I'm care. I have like a 24 bottle pa- pack of bo- wa- bottled water that I'm hauling around the, the Las Vegas Strip trying to get to it. And we're like, you know, it's not like a- we weren't panicking, but it was like, oh, here's where this person is going to be. We need to get there as quickly as possible. All while there's like a fake volcano occurring. <laughs> it was it was a it was a very odd experience. Pompeii, one might say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, that, that was my honeymoon experience. I, I'm, I'm very, very happy that I finally got to go. Um, and I look forward to, uh, the next time I take a vacation that long. Um, meanwhile, video games came out. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 came out. Like, I was like three days before I left and I was able to play like a little bit before I left, but it was like, okay, here's two weeks. And like, listen, it was two good weeks. I'm, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it was like two weeks of where you're not really going to get to play this new video game that you're uh, you're excited about um and then like i would ever i've come back and i've started to play it again but like uh you you were very much into Baldur's gate 3 in the early access mode which was like three like a three-year three process years, yeah. of, um yeah. and i was all i was all i was always like hey this seems rad i will check in when the game is done um and the game's done now and um it's well yeah that's fair that's fair the hmm uh it could probably use a little bit of uh that i I, I hear that third act is a little uh, little buggy. Um, okay, yeah, it's uh, kind of buggy. Uh, people are also complaining about the endings and shit. But um, I'm mostly here about the bugs that make me miss content because flags don't trigger. Yeah, and it's also like I have heard some weird now, and it's going to next patch is going to be coming out soon, like seriously soon, because the way they they want to do it is to patch it up before. Or the uh, console release. Yeah, the, the, the PS5 release. All the patches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they because they did like four hot fixes to kind of like, hey, here's the here's the the shit we can turn around 
like as soon as possible. Then they did one really like big. It was like a thousand points in like the release notes. Um, the really really big patch, and there's another one that <clears throat> the second big patch is supposed to theoretically help on some on the performance side, which is again in my in my understanding the the parts that people have the most problems with on the performance side on the PC is the third act, yeah. uh, where where there, you're you're in a very very dense city and that really hurts performance, where there's a lot of like where things were working pretty okay before now that there's so much shit happening on the screen there's so many like uh, there's so many like ai calls about the the uh, the npcs that it starts to really like hurt performance yes that's that's uh, true uh the the biggest uh, issues are um when it comes to performance definitely in act three specifically in as i discovered in one certain place in the mm-hmm. city uh, which mm-hmm. is near um sorcerer's sundries that is like a wizard shopping thing um, yeah. There's so many uh, stuff going on, so many effects going on all the time because there are people casting spells and then so many NPCs all the time, many, many, many particles shining. Yeah, lots of stuff, lots of stuff for your CPU to be doing. Yeah, that, um, that, that's can murderous. And on top of that, I think I am not sure yet because I, uh, on the playthrough that I am right now, I did not get to Bother's Gate yet, um, which is, uh, but, um, when I was walking around in a safe bef- uh, after the patch, it was a little better. Uh, and uh, after this patch, it's supposed to be a lot better. So we'll see. Yeah, I I, I hope that it's like. Listen, I don't I don't need it. I don't need it to be perfect, but I would like it to be as stable as possible. And it it does it does seem like because they decided to move the release uh, up a month, it does seem like there was a little bit of 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 price to be paid there on, on the polish sides because they weren't able to get those things fixed before launch because they wanted to get out of the way of uh, Starfield. But I think financially, that decision to push up the release a month was the correct one. I agree. And we've, we've seen it like do extremely well. Um, you know, basically make it to like the top 10 most, um, like highest performing Steam games, like the highest concurrent players on a Steam game ever, like in the top 10. Um, so like it's, it, it was a very, it is very clearly, we don't, we don't know exact numbers or anything, but like very clearly a wildly successful launch. Yes. Also, um, oh gosh, sorry, this all completely ran out from my head. That's okay. Um, I'll probably remember and shout about it later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was like a very, very successful launch. And, um, like not only, not only like financially, but like the reviews were, have been like pretty much universally, um, praising the game. Like, hey, this is like a very thoughtful game. It's, it's, <clears throat> it is an RPG that is maybe the most interactive game, like potentially ever made where that like the the decisions that you make have the most impact and like have, have so much of a domino effect where you you make these decisions and that that impacts um as you play through the game those things keep coming back up those key things keep impacting um and it's also like it it, it is so interesting because it has kind of the a little bit of a like obviously it is most comparable to like a, a bioware game where so much so much of it is dialogue driven so much of it is like companion companion driven um that kind of stuff where where and, and obviously it is a bioware game yeah 
Um, but it has that very interesting thing that you see in other games that you explicitly do not see in, in, in most Bioware games, which is that like, you can just walk up and fucking kill anybody and the game has to like compensate for that. Like you can like just literally attack fucking any, any person and, and the game, like you'll probably have a bad time if you do that. <laughs> like lots of things will not make a ton of sense, but the game will continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, Bioware explicitly, like, doesn't do that. But something like a Bethesda game definitely does. Um, so it is, like, kind of interesting and compelling that it's able to, to lean so much into the, uh, the, the Bioware model while simultaneously having so much of, like, the system stuff, <clears throat> systems stuff from other RPGs that Bioware doesn't really use, uh, or, or in, not in anywhere the same capacity and kind of marry it all into one coherent game and that's like pretty fucking impressive I mean, it's not the first time that they did it uh the divinity series also had this it's not unusual for, for them whatsoever but, definitely but and, I, and like so like the, yeah. go ahead no I, I just i have to admit he, that here it is um much more visible the impact is uh, i feel it more but probably yeah. because the divinity was um like a separate entity and um this this is this game is so much it's yeah for me it's it's a lot because this is this is in Faerun, which is a world in uh, Dungeons and Dragons in, in which I play and uh, which I love dearly and the previous games also best shit I ever played was those two yeah I mean they, they are like literally the things that put Bioware on the map like like they by uh Baldur's Gate 1 is not is not Bioware's first game but that is the first game that made people care about Bioware yeah and so in this particular game in PG3. Um, half of these characters I know. Half of what they're talking about I know from lore already. And the impact that uh, my decisions have on the world as I go along is bigger in my mind than probably to, for someone who is maybe not as familiar with all of it, you know. But I um, I feel like I'm not the only one thinking that because when I talk to my friends with whom I play d and who also play this, mm. they express similar um opinions and and similar sentiments about this yeah so So i think it is worth like uh bringing up the like so this is like set in the in like the Baldur's gate uh forgotten realms canon it's set like a hundred years later something like that 120 something something along those lines it is actually set Uh, in present time for the setting as it right right right. but from uh, but but from Baldur's gate 2 i mean it is a little over a century later yes yeah something like that so like obviously when you when you have races that that, like, live hundreds of years, and then you also have, like, there's a particular character that is obviously, well, <laughs> a character and and a, a secondary character uh, that where there's, like, a specific reasons why they might uh, still be around, things like that, um, obviously. Everybody knows, you can say it. Uh, yeah, so, like, everybody, like everybody Minsk and Bill. Uh, yeah, so it's like, it's like, there's, like, a, there's a very explicit, like, lore reason why they would be there, uh, you know, a hundred years or so yeah, later. Th- actually, this particular reason, this particular character 
is in D&D lore also the same thing. There, yeah. Exactly the same. There isn't even uh, <coughs> like a uh, like a brochure or, or mm. small book, uh, an expansion to, uh, to D&D from point of view of this uh, particular character where this whole thing is actually explained in detail. <laughs> oh. right. um, so like that's all like it's very cool. Um, I am like I am I'm familiar with Forgotten Realms. I've played games it set in it. Um, I don't. I'm not. I am not a Forgotten Realms nerd. Like I've never read a Drizzt book or whatever. But like I know I know enough. Um, but I, I, I. So I would say that even though I am not like going to be like well aware of all of like the the lore implications of every single thing. Yeah. Um, like I don't know too much about like like the demon war that like Carlac was a part of. Like, I don't really know much. Yeah, but, like, I don't really know, like, too much of the detail. Other than, like, it's at war. There are demons. Don't worry about it. Uh, I Like, I don't know what that the specifics of that means. But I just, just want to do a tangent about Karlak and the, the Blood War. Yeah. Um, it's funny to me, because she's a Zarya tiefling, right? Mm-hmm. In the one of the games that I play currently, it started, like, three and a half years ago. One of our uh, friends, uh, one of the characters is also a Zariel uh, tiefling. It mm-hmm. was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like, so like, I don't know too much about that, but like, I, I feel like obviously if you do, and if you do, like every time they reference a thing yeah. that is like relevant to Forgotten Realms lore, they'll be like, oh, I have the context for this. Like, oh, I understand that. And I can understand why that would be useful and like would give you additional like cool feelings. Yeah. But I feel like the game does not expect you to know. So like, I, I, I don't really know tons and tons of, of, like lore details, but the game is never is never like expects me to be impressed by like that that it's done that. So if for anybody listening who like isn't a D and D nerd or didn't play Baldur's Gate one and two. Um, you definitely don't have to be those things. Like, you, you don't need to play one and two to, to understand and, like, get a lot out of this game. Um, you will obviously, like, benefit from those references. You will, you will get stuff out of it. And that's very cool. But yes. I think that they have done an excellent job yeah, making also, it, making it approachable to first timers. Yeah. And also the, the game uh, during a dialogue when something, a particular Laura happens and the game will give you at the LDR. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, pretty much. You can read about it in, like, 200 books that you can find also. Yes. <laughs> so I will say, like, so I've, I I don't remember what, I, what I've said on the podcast and if you were there or not, etc., etc. But, um... <clears throat> A game that came out this year that I played a lot of and I really liked is Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. And what they have is a awesome, awesome feature, which is that basically like you hit pause kind of like any, anywhere, like during a cutscene or whatever. And it will just pick out, it basically like is dynamically loading things from a codex. It's like, here are the five things that are like, Here's the characters on the screen. This is like their, their synopsis of their bio. Here's the motivations. Here's why, what you're doing. Here's why it matters. Here are the things that happen to brought you, bring you to this piece. And it is like always dynamically loading. Like, so like obviously things like, like Mass Effect or whatever have codexes, like lots of RPGs have codexes where you, you can dig in and like, okay, okay, I need to find who this person is. I need to find what their biography is. Da, 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 da. But what Final Fantasy 16 does is it like, it's pulling up those relevant entries 
for you, like every time you hit the pause menu or whatever. And like, if, if, if Baldur's Gate 3 had that feature, that would be fucking awesome. I, I, I want, I hope that like every game, like, you know, from here on out steals that feature from Final Fantasy 16 because it's really, really cool. It does sound very, very, very cool. Uh, but I don't know. Does it, does it only show you what you discovered so far or just straight up everything? Well, so I would say any, it, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't show you everything that in like, in that like, that thing hasn't happened in the plot yet. So like, it wouldn't tell you if this thing does, like, is unknowable in the plot at that point, but it will tell you things that like the game didn't explicitly talk about. Like, so for example, there's a time jump in Final Fantasy 16. Like, it will give, it, it is, it has the ability to like fill you in on some specific that of the things that happened during that time jump. So like, okay, I know who this character is and like generally what their motivations are, but like what are specific things that happened like recently? And it can like touch on some of those things about like who this person is, what like what the connections that they have are. It's like that like listen, Final Fantasy 16 is not like a, a flawless game, but I think what it really does well is give you the tools you need because it it also has like a great visual Visualization about how characters are related to each other and related to factions. So, like, there will be, like, visual charts within the game of, like, <clears throat> okay, this person is friends with this, or, like, this person is married to this person, and they're from, like, this kingdom, but then also they're related, like, they're allied with this other kingdom. And so, like, you see it a lot, like, very much, like, trying to pull off, like, a, a Game of Thrones adjacent thing. But having those, like, visualizations and having that, like, dynamic codex, I think, is really great and Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't like need them but it would be very cool to have those features like imported into like every like deep story based game going forward um Baldur's Gate 3 I have I have put so here's where I am I have I've obviously put this is a lot less time than you have um <clears throat> I'm doing two playthroughs one is my solo playthrough which I can kind of like move at my own speed and go as fast as I want um and I have in that playthrough I am a half drow paladin um drowadin um <laughs> and um I have completed the druid and goblin arc dru- druid tiefling goblin goblin arc um spoilers I guess um but I I I uh, did not <laughs> Did not slaughter the tieflings. Um, I got rid of the three uh, chumps uh, running the goblin shit and uh, was able to save Haslin. Uh, and then the the tieflings were able to leave safely. Um, and I don't. I, I need to go. I guess I need to go find because I, I Kaga was the the lady who who was trying to. Um, kick out the tieflings um, when Haslin was captured. I haven't talked to her, but I assume I assume that she has been completely deposed. I I, I didn't, like, go and find her in the druid camp, but I probably should. Yeah, you probably should have. Especially since... Okay, so I don't know how much you want me to... Okay, so this, this is... Um... This is all first act, which uh, mm-hmm. was available for the last three years uh, for, uh, for the, um, not open beta, but early access. Early access, yeah. Uh, so I am not sure how much of a spoiler that actually was. Uh, you know, but you know, listen, it, it's uh, people are playing it for the first time. I'm playing it for the first time, but whatever. I, I basically have gotten to the point where <coughs> they say, hey, listen, you need to get to these towers do you want to go this way or that way? And I'm, I'm, I, 
I'm like, okay, I'll go underground and it will be cool. It will be fine. But then I then realized that there's a fuckload of goblins that I have to go fight now. <laughs> like, because, because I went and like killed the goblin, the goblin like leaders. Now all of the goblins who were previously not hostile towards me are all hostile towards me. And to go the underground route, I now have to like cut my, cut a path through all these fucking goblins. Um, uh, did you collect everybody? Um, I have collected, let's see, Gale, Asterion, uh-huh. Haslin, um, uh, Will. He's not a party member yet, but everybody else. Uh, Will, um, Carlac, uh, Shadowheart, uh-huh. Lazel. I think that's everybody. Yes, that's everybody. Yes. Okay. The one that I had, that, so like, I, whatever, I look at a wiki. I'm like, what are the characters? Um, and I was like, I have, where the fuck is Gale? Um, and I like, I, I, so hilariously, when I was playing my, the co-op, uh, with, yeah. uh, my wife, I, I like, because of like just the path I took very early on, it was like, once you hit the beach, I saw, I met Gale like 20 minutes into being on the beach. And I'm like, I had to look so hard to find that fucker in my main playthrough. I could, like, I could not find that fucking like one path where his, he was stuck in a portal or whatever. And I just like, because of whatever, how the path that I walked, it just, it just, I, I, I had never found it. I had to like go and find, uh, like, hey, Somebody screenshotted the in-game map with like the player icon, so I can go and fucking find Gale. Um, there. Are you aware of uh, interactive map? What do you? Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. What What do you mean by interactive map? Uh, hold on. Oh, thank you. It's a. It's a basically. It's a interactive map that you can open. Oh, like, like a web tool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, I thought you were meant talking about like in the game. I'm no, like, oh, I've no, used the map. No, 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 no. Here it is. Uh, very useful tool, especially for a completionist like me who likes to check if I gathered everything. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be that. Uh, <laughs> that on top of it, but like, I definitely wanted all the characters. Um, so uh, yeah, you can hide all the spoilers that you don't want to see, basically, yeah. and just just check on need to find at the moment. So, yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's good. Um, uh, on my um multiplayer th- playthrough, I am playing a um a sorcerer tiefling. Um. I'm using wild magic is my the funniest. Like, I th- yeah, it's awesome. And I'm like, I'm like, cause you know, whatever I read, like the very like vague description and I'm like, wild magic sounds cool. And then like, you just get proc gen shit. Like sometimes something will, will like procedurally happen and you'll just be like, Hey, you get a fucking extra action just cause I don't know. Wild magic happened. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. But then again, you can sometimes have a problem because I didn't have a sorcerer yet uh, a character but I did respect Will to have like uh, two levels of warlock then two levels mm-hmm. of fighter and the rest of it is just sorcerer and I picked wild magic and he usually turned all the party into cats that happened a lot <laughs> That's good. Uh, I, I figured, so like, I initially was gonna play a bard. Well, I, cause the thing is, like, I wanted to play charisma builds, yeah. but my wife was interested in playing a bard instead. She's playing a half orc noble bard. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, that's a charisma build, but I, so like, I'll do a different character that, you know, will fill a different role in the party, but I do want to have a charisma build because I want to be able to pass speech checks. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, I want to pass speech checks. Um, so like, the, the paladin on, on my single 
single player playthrough and then a, and then a sorcerer on my uh, multiplayer playthrough because then I can build around charisma. Oh, oh. And other things, but Do you, do you remember the, um, I told you, uh, recommended you a paladin build and said, no, t- take like a level or two off more long pack of the blade. Probably. I haven't looked into it that much. I'm also like a level, I think in my main, I'm on my paladin build, I think I'm a level four? Yes, but uh, what happened was that uh, Hexblade is so frequently um, multiclassed with a paladin, just, just a single mm-hmm. level, because it... Uh, that that subclass allows you to attack, use your weapon and attack with mm-hmm. your charisma instead of chance. Mm. You only have to worry about one um, ability instead of uh, like two at least. Yeah. Uh, so. What they did in Baldur's Gate, however, is that you can have whatever warlock you want, and if you pick Pact of the Blade, that allows mm-hmm. you to Pact of the Blade allows you to attack with your charisma. So it's super useful. Also, El- Eldritch Blast is yeah. Eldritch, Eldritch Blast seems good. I have. Well, I'm trying to think. There was like a there's a character. One of the one of the Origins characters has Eldritch Blast. Yeah, that's well. Uh, yeah. So like that seems good. Also. Oh, my sorcerer ha- with magic missile. Magic missile obviously is like, you know, a very like uh, iconic thing, but uh, at least in the early game, it's fucking good. It's fucking good in, in Baldur's Gate 3. It's always good. Okay. Yep. I'm a big, big um, fan of magic missile. In, um, in both, so yeah. both D&D and in this, and let me tell you why, it never misses. Mm. And since this, this is on level, um, on level one, it lets out three darts. And every single mm-hmm. time that it hits, it forces the enemy to make a concentration check on their spell if they're concentrating on everything and everything. So that is three chances on level one, three chances of them losing their concentration spell. And it's also like simult so like obviously you can do you can hit the one enemy three times and that's like that's super good if you're dealing with like a higher HP enemy. Yes. But then also if you're like especially when you're when I was dealing with a bunch of like relatively low HP mm-hmm. mooks in like the goblin camp, yeah. being able to be like, okay, I'm just gonna send one magic missile to three fucking mook goblins and, was awesome too. Yeah, and just finish them off. That's also <clears throat> fantastic for this. It's just a multi-tool spell that is fantastic. Top it off with that, uh, there is one necklace that allows you to fire one additional dart every time you fire a magic missile. Mm, and that seems useful. I gave it to, my, to Gale, and now mm. he's like a machine. I, he doesn't use the spells for literally anything else. Maybe occasionally a fireball, and sometimes a counter spell. But that's it. Just magic missile. I do want to say, so, like, my wife was, um, she was leveling up, and she was looking at, like, the things she could take, and she was like, well, I could do these things, and this would, like, uh, allow me to, to, like, oh, add this buff to here, and then she saw, like, the speak to animals, and she's like, that sounds incredible, uh, like, I, I love that, but then she was like, wow, but is that gonna hurt the party, and I'm like, listen, you should just do what you think sounds cool, and we'll fucking, if we have to, we'll just, like, change out the party as necessary, don't fucking worry about it. Do the stuff that's cool. And she just immediately was having an incredible time, especially so like <clears throat> I wasn't using it on my single playthrough, but like there's so much, especially because you're in the druid camp and all these people, all the druids, or like, not all, but like lots of druids are turned into animals. So like, oh, there's all this dialogue that I didn't see the first time I played through this. Um, and then obviously like the, 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 the cows where one of them is very obviously a druid. Um, 
that's all very good. That's yeah, all extremely good. It, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can meet it in Act Two and have a conclusion in Act Three of that, but it's not. It's not a druid. It's something. Okay, because like it, it, we we passed the check, but there wasn't like a. It didn't seem to like actually like tell us what the fuck was up. But I'm like, clearly this has to like. I'm like, this has to be a druid that's like hiding as a cow. It's uh, it's something else. But cool. you know what? Oh, the first time I saw it, I think I I was like, okay. So it's a suspicious ox, and my immediate thought was, is this a reference to a shifty cow from Mass Effect? Oh, that would also be very good. And I think it might be. Yeah, it's like simultaneously like uh, also that. Which, but yeah, yeah, why not? Um, the shifty looking cow. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, uh, you know, I'm on my way try, tr- going to try to get to the Underdark. Um, obviously, like, I'm still in Act 1. Um, and I, I, I honestly think that by, by being somewhat delayed, I actually, like, kind of benefit because, because like I, I get to have some patches underneath me um and it'll, it will be less um fucked up also so i'm playing <clears throat> through geforce now uh and when i the very first day when it launched uh, GeForce Now servers were not having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's fine. Um, yeah. things have leveled out as, you know, time has gone by, people are playing other things. Um, but that's, it's, uh, it's very cool. I, I am, I'm so glad that, that they were able to like, nail it. Um, that, like, make a game that is, like, as ambitious as they wanted it to be. And also, like, um, I've, I've read that, like, they, they expand, Larry and expand to, like, 400 people because, because, like, obviously, like, they were doing a lot of what is in here in DOS 1 and 2, except DOS 1 and 2, so much of the storytelling is, like, the characters are in, like, the, 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 you know, like, the relatively small, like, in-world, um, like, uh, perspective, and it's, like, being told in, like, okay, here's this dialogue that's happening, but you're not getting a cinematic, whereas, like, Baldur's Gate 3, everything, everything has a cinematic to it, like, all of, all of, like, the dialogue you're, like, having, you're looking up close at the models, and, like, everything that, that they were, like, working with, with DOS 1 and 2 is, like, blown out completely, like, so much more, uh, like, so much more resources were put into those, like, ideas that were there but now they have like a budget to put into making it like much more cinematic um in a way that dos one and two was not big simple like simply from like raw manpower like you could they couldn't have with the, like, the staff that they had at the time it like literally couldn't be done and so to make <clears throat> to take that game to take like the, the the kind of like the format of the of dos one and two and blow it out into like a like proper bioware style like storytelling required them to like quadruple their staff. Yeah, they have uh, several studios now. Um they bet big, but the bets paid off, which is nice to which is nice to see. Yes. So who's your favorite companion? Uh whew. I mean, listen, obviously trying to smooch Carlac. Um she's great. Oh. She, like, but um I will say I'm intrigued about Shadowheart's story, and obviously, like, she's very, 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 very much the like Liara of the of the mm-hmm. there she's she's kind of like like p- partially like here's this major part of the story like you could i can just tell here's going to be this major part of this of, of the story that's going to be surrounding her fucking background <clears throat> worshiping this like fucking bdsm lord or whatever um, um Shar is not like that that's leviathan that's uh, bdsm uh, um 
And then with the artifact, like, clearly she's going to be, like, she's an important, like, story person. Obviously, that's the way it's going to be. Um, and they kind of, like, push her romance at you, like, <clears throat> very quickly, like, like they do with Liara in Mass Effect 1. Um, and I'm like, I'm very interested to see where this goes, but I'm not trying to smooch Shadowheart. Um, I think Lazel is, like, a very, like, a, like, is a, is an interesting character because she is, like, Act- she's like actively hostile to you most of the time. She is either uh, actively hostile at the start or trying to hate fuck you. Yeah. Um, so that's very I good. Actually, I was actually freaked out a little bit by that. <laughs> um, I uh, will. <laughs> um, I think the Will uh, Carlax stuff was, I was a little bit concerned up front, but they really like resolve it one very quickly. And then two, in a way that I thought was like pretty smart. Yeah, pretty smart, and they they like seriously start to like each other so much, and yeah. uh, it, I am I, have- I am really I love both of them. I love Carla yeah. mostly because she's she's my hot girlfriend. Obviously, yeah, literally. But, but Will is um, is my second <clears throat> pick. And unfortunately, yeah. while Carla is initially open to polyamory, Will is not, so you can't. Mm. Oh, unfortunately, um, but Will Will is, Will seems cool. Um, and and like also, I mean, like not to be too spoilery, but I think I think the multiple ways that he looks are both cool designs. Yes. Um, I like that. Uh, and then, like, Gale, I have spent the least amount of time with Gale because <sighs> I got him very late into the, the like, the first area. Or not, well, not... But you found him the first. There. There. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I've spent the least amount of time with him, which is, like, I don't know, just not to say no time. Like, I have done some of his, like, at camp mm-hmm. shenanigans <laughs> where, like, I got the cutscene where he has, like, a a copy of himself where he's like looking at himself like in the mirror but it's a it's a, a duplicate of himself stuff like that um oh and so i mean that's like a cool that's a cool thing about like oh well you just did you did you happen to luck out and get this scene or whatever um i, I don't know i am not sure uh i did never got this triggered uh even mm. though i tried but uh, i have no idea how to probably the, there there is there is a chance that you, you can pass a moment and mm-hmm. not trigger something but the rest of the story still goes on somehow yeah. but it can change a lot so for example you advice you can go through underdark or you can go through mountains uh, right to the next bit i suggest you go going through the mountains and then uh doing the stuff in the mountains and then going for the underdark just have oh okay because i was going to skip the mountains entirely no no there's like a huge chunk of very important lazel bit there it's her crash is there the thing that she talks about that yeah because i've i've met i've met I've at least had the initial meeting with the crash, um, and I had to I had to save scum a little bit because uh, it initially went very bad for me, and they fucking whipped my ass. Yeah. Um, so they don't. So like, if I because I, I like failed to check like a a, a, a persuasion check mm-hmm. with so like I so I had I had Lazel talking to the guy to the lieutenant or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was I I passed a persuasion check to get her to say something. Mm-hmm. But then she failed the persuasion check talking to the guy. Uh-huh. And so he didn't believe, he did like, he didn't believe that she was like sincere or whatever. Um, or, or it was about, cause it was 
trying to be like, oh, no, don't worry about it. She's not infected with anything. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, and, um, yes. <laughs> so that, see, they, they turned on me and wh- really crushed me, like really whipped my ass bad. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll this back because I died. Um, I'm going to see if I can w- get that persuasion check to go. And it did. And it was fine. Yeah. It's, it's kind of important because without that, like you can't, um, you can't change her for the better, you know. Mm-hmm. She she has her, her main storyline is like uh, either she gets closed off and and um, really zealot about uh, her culture, or yeah. she gets to chills out some rebel yeah so and uh, this is a better path for her okay well i'm glad that turned out because also it feels like the game is very much telling you to like the game is telling you no you fucked up or like the, d- hey go back save because you i mean like i'm sure that you can beat them but it is fucking tough well kids are divorced is like a hero for them it's like more, more or less second in command yeah Don't well he he flies off on a dragon regardless he flies off and he's like hey my underlings whip their asses and then they do yeah. um they really they really whip my ass like I, so like, I, you know, the game is like a little, you know, there, I'm not playing on any like hard difficulty or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, although what I did, I did hear that people who are playing on tactician, not only are like the, you know, the battles hard, they, it punishes you really hard because you need, um, it takes 80 resources, um, when you long rest. Yes. That's fucked. I know. I am not doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Am, like I just play it, on normal. I mean, sorry, on balanced. And if a fight gets really hard, I, I am. Yeah. Take no, it down. Afraid to say that I turned to story. Yeah, why not? Like, listen, man, people should play so the, they're having fun. Um, yeah. I would say like the game is not like it's it, it it is it is challenging at times. Um, but I don't think that it is like it has it, most of the time it is not brutal. That fight was fucking brutal, and I'm glad that I was able to save scum and go back. Yeah, yeah, it clearly tells you very loudly to better be good at that or yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're gonna have a bad time yeah but uh so he, there is early in uh act two there is also a battle uh i can't hear your your like you it's like your your microphone is covered or something and uh, no there you go it's, sorry uh, there is a fight that changes everything like mm-hmm. seriously turns the word to shit mm-hmm. but the game's still going and you can try and pl- play that that sort of weird fucked up state uh, of the world uh, anyway, you can try, mm. but it's it's a tough fight. That if you lose, uh, there's a cutscene that just pretty much fucks you over. Like, well, that went bad. Yeah, it's pretty important to win it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, there's like, uh, <clears throat> I have had a very good time playing it. It is the most. Uh, it like obviously because of like the the history with Baldur's Gate and all that stuff. It is like by design evoking like the history with Bioware, um, and it does it I think very successfully in a way that so many games do not. They they understand a lot about what like how the companion um, stuff like the, the the way you need to be interacting with your companions and so much of the like at camp stuff. Um, feels like they, they studied the right bits about like what it means to be like a Bioware-esque game and they delivered that like in, in spades. They, they, they really handled that well. Yeah, they did. It's definitely. 
definitely this is this is this is my game of the year. Obviously, this is this is probably my game of the decade. I didn't <laughs> have this much fun since uh, the last good Bioware game. So yeah, I will say, uh, Gale feels like he is written by David Gator. He's I mean he's obviously not, but he feels like he's written by David Gator. Gale has issues, and he can't shut <laughs> up about his ex. But yeah, um, he, he is being he is a bit arrogant every now and then. But that's just wizard. Uh, but <laughs> the the way he gets his ego and self crushed mm-hmm. completely uh, during the course of the story is just so brutal that. Uh yeah, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry no. for Astarion as well. He's a a bit of a dick, and then and then he he goes and because you know he's a everybody knows what he is, right? Oh God, he's so mm. pathetic in that scene when he wants to like and and um, he it, the the game is interesting and also like. So I I have done some stuff where with the brain worms <laughs> where I have like snorted another brain worm <laughs> and you, like all that stuff and I'm like okay and the game makes it very clear they're like no you need to lean into this you need to do it and I'm like I guess I guess I'm leveling up my brain worms um but I am I am also have played video games for the last couple of decades and I'm like this seems like it's gonna not end great for you snorting brain worms um, do you want an honest answer to this no but like I'm like all right well listen the game the game's telling me to do it so I'm gonna do it but also I can I can intuit that it's probably it's probably not good for you it's probably going to have some unforeseen consequences of snorting brain worms. Um, I have not snorted any worms at all in any of my playthroughs, and I have three. <laughs> I, I, first, I had a bard that uh, uh, save got corrupted when they had to uh, hotfix and then roll back the hotfix and then hotfix. My save got corrupted, so mm-hmm. and she was almost done. And then uh, I had a druid, and she she is waiting for the ending fix in the next patch mm-hmm. and I have a bard now again because I love playing that bard it was amazing bard is the best the best <laughs> Well, I guess I'll I guess I'll see where that goes. Yeah, but no, um, I'm not snorting any worms uh, at all for me. Some people love yeah. it. I, yeah, I'm fine. I also also like thinking about the game, thinking about multiple playthroughs. <sighs> the stuff that I have heard about the dark urge, like obviously, mm-hmm. here's a bunch of content that you're not going to see otherwise. But it seems pretty fucking brutal, and I don't know if I'm up for that. Uh, yeah, it, I heard so much about this, and uh, I am just not touching that yet. Yeah, it seems it seems rough. In so much as they're like, listen, man, we built this for you to play it, but maybe don't until you've played the game regular, <laughs> because you're probably not going to have a great time if you're just playing this straight up and you pick the Dark Urge. <laughs> Um, but it seems, I mean, like, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm going to put a bunch more time into it. And like, uh, you know, listen, I know there are three acts that I know that I'm not, I'm not even like close to finishing the first act. So, but, but also like, okay. Okay. I th- I figured that the underdark was really long. Mm, no, no, not really. Okay. So I'm like a good part of the, the first act through the first act. Um, uh, I, I like, I think, I, th- I think it's like 14, 15 hours, something like that is, is where I am. Um, it's not, I have definitely have not been like completely 
completionist, but I'm trying to do like any of the things that like that people are talking to that sounds like it's like a, a, a worthwhile quest and not just like go find a, a wolf dicks or whatever. There um, is no such quest as go find. Okay, um, but like everything that sounds even kind of interesting, I've been doing like any of the quests and stuff and trying to talk to people uh, as much as possible and all that stuff is good. Um, I also just wanted to like call out that they <clears throat> they have done a great job with um like obviously like it is a a pc heavy game and like so the mouse and keyboard stuff is is obviously there but even on the on the pc they the controller um stuff is is as smooth as you could hope for they have done an excellent job with their with their controller stuff um i know it's like the, the probably the weirdest part of their ui is to get split screen to work, it is only on controllers, so nobody can be playing uh, with the keyboard and mouse. But also the the ability, like it doesn't even show up for people unless two controllers are plugged in at the start. And so, like, it took me a while because also I'm playing on GeForce Now, so I there was like an, an additional setting I had to tick in the GeForce Now app to turn on two controllers, mm-hmm. multi controller support or whatever. Um, so it was. It it took a little bit of fiddling to get it to work, but once you have once you have everything configured and you know how to do it, um, the split screen is pretty seamless. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's good to hear. And you're playing multiplayer, but you're playing multiplayer with two separate PCs over like LAN, right? Oh, I mostly play single players. I do have a multiplayer game started, uh, but it's yeah, uh, different PCs, different parts of the board. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay, yeah. Let's- so yeah, it's it's a it is a very cool game. I'm. I'm very glad they put it and I will I will definitely check in more and I'm sure I'm sure you'll have even more playthroughs by the end of the year. I'm pretty sure I will. I I have so many ideas for for builds that uh, I'm dying to try. But I don't want and to I all- with the druid because the, the, the druid that I made, uh, she was based on the character that I play uh, in uh, the campaign I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, you know, mess with that. And now with this bard, I am very happy with just the solo class bard. Uh, yeah. But I have so I have so many ideas for for uh, builds that I want to try that um, probably at least one more. Yeah. And based on what the internet has seen through data mining, like, hey, here's all this stuff that exists in in the data uh, that is not part of the game. It does seem like there is a significant amount of content that was cut from the the initial release that you know in within you know, like a year or eighteen months or something. If they were going to do like a, an expanded edition or like a hey here's a director's cut type stuff, like they it did seems like the divinity of an original sin too. Yeah, um, I you would not be surprising to see that where there would be sign- a significant increase in content, which is already like wild because it's like a pretty content heavy game. The mm-hmm. idea that there would be even more just like hey here it's been 16 months or whatever here you go here's even more content is kind of wild i mean yeah but then again look a lot of the content that they data mined is uh, it was half baked or from the game because it was not working for one reason or another. Sure. Just because it's cut doesn't mean that it was maliciously done and no, no, no. And that no, it, but I don't, it's already there, ready to be like enabled. Just switch like that. No, 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 no. I don't think anything any sane person is thinking that. But like, a lot of there are things are saying that. Sure. Okay, but they're they're crazy. Like there are things that exist that they could then work on in the coming like eighteen months or whatever. I I definitely don't 
don't think that they are with <laughs> they're withholding content. Like, listen, man, they made a fucking long ass game that took that was in um uh uh early access for three fucking years. I think I think listen, give give them give them give them a break. You know, they, they 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 made a lot of shit. There is one thing, however, with this this content <laughs> that there was mentioned like like two weeks before the game released that there was a like a big bug that prevented people from actually re- reaching um upper city and the whole of upper city was basically cut out which is why you can't finish certain quests and certain quests just dead end mm. uh, one of which is Carla personal quest unfortunately uh, and yeah uh, you can't finish it and uh, right now the the, the data mine bit about Carla's quest relates to how uh, she basically defaults to fail state at the end and you can't have a good ending for her very very vocal because she's very clearly one favorite I mean there are three camps basically you get get Shadowheart you get Asterion and you have Carla and there is there are the the three like major um, favorites ships yeah and then you you also have Mintara for the psychopath that's so interesting I if I were if I were to guess without that context which of the male characters which of the male companions would be the most shipped I would have I would have guessed Gale, yeah, but yeah, me too. Asterion. No, yeah, probably Gale. But then again, it's Asterion. He's a he's a pretty boy vampire with a tragic. He is story. a pretty boy. That's true. I. I I was I wasn't I was thinking about the general population and not the shipping population. Uh the online the online uh shipping population is probably definitely skewed towards a more a more Asterian uh type aesthetic. Very, very much. And I I am not a fan. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, like Asterian like Asterian I think is an interesting character. Um I'm not I have no particular interest in smooching him, but he is like a like oh this is like and he like he's kind of like a shit heel at times. Um and I think that's like that's interesting i think it's the same thing with like lazelle they're they're different they're <laughs> they're shitty in different ways but like i i like a character a companion that pushes back on your stuff and i think that like that can be handled poorly which is like if they just finger wag constantly like yeah it's a bummer but if they're like they have like a coherent worldview and that like when you do things that conflict with their worldview they're they push back i think that that is like uh you, you are setting yourself up for lots of like interesting storytelling um um, so yeah, anything else about Baldur's Gate three before we wrap up? Uh, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of dogs that I have. Yeah, and we'll talk. We'll talk more when I have when I have like gotten through the game and I can like we can talk more in depth about Act two and Act three. Um, oh. And uh, we'll definitely do that. Uh, I, <clears throat> some stuff i beat final fantasy 16 it's great i beat Oxenfree free 2 it's really good um uh i there's there's a bunch of games that have come out that like i am piled up under um uh uh, the Expanse. I played the first game in the Expanse of uh, the first episode of the Expanse. Um, episode two is out. I have not gotten to it yet. Episode three will be here very soon. Um, the uh, Goodbye Volcano High just just launched this week. Um, I have I have booted it up and I have played through kind of like the the introduction. And that is cool. I played the demo earlier in the year and it was really good. And I look forward to doing that. Um, Stray Gods, which is actually um, a David Gaynor joint. Um, he so David Gator of Bioware fame, uh, kind of like. He was the lead writer, uh, for Dragon Age for the first three games. Um, he went off and he joined a studio in Australia. 
and they have made it an, uh, it's an RPG but it's also like a musical called Stray Gods. Oh. That came out that came out um it is and it got really really good reviews. I bought, I I've purchased it but I and I played the demo that came out over the earlier in the summer. Uh, but I have not booted up the final, sh- the finished game yet, but I, it is sitting on my PS5. It is ready to go. Um, and then also like the, as we're recording today, um, Starfield reviews just dropped and that will be, uh, the early, the, or like the, the, if you bought the very expensive version, you could start playing that very soon, like the next couple of hours. And then like the, the regular launch of, of, uh, Bethesda's, uh, Starfield will be on the 6th of September. So like, I probably am not going to put a ton of time into that, but I do want to poke around at it a little bit and I have Game Pass, so it won't cost me any additional money. Um, so there's just a lot of shit all that has come out in the last month or so that like I want to get around to, but <coughs> I did have two weeks of vacation and then Baldur's Gate is like a massive game that takes up so much time. <laughs> Uh, but I'll get, I'll, I'm trying, trying to get through as much stuff as I can, and I will get through as much as I can before the end of the year. Um, alrighty, let's wrap this sucker up. Lothlin, where can people find you on the internet? Instagram, maybe? It's Lothlin. Check that out, see pictures of her cats. Um, and then if you, and then if you want to see what I do, head over to grantbrunner.com. For the Weekly Roar, I'm Grant Brunner. That's Lothlin. Have a good one. Stop.